This is The Space Shot, episode 292 for March 2nd, 2018. Pioneering with Pioneer 10. I'm John Mulnix. Today has been an awesome day filled with podcasting and great conversations with people for The Space Shot and the Cosmosphere podcast. My conversation with Chris Woods, host of the STEM Everyday podcast, will be out tomorrow because I'm going to finish editing that episode as soon as I'm done recording today's. I think I've narrowed down to three themes that I'm going to focus on for my conversational episodes, STEM education, the aerospace industry, and pop culture. We've had one pop culture-related episode with Girl in Space, Tomorrow's episode will be the first STEM-focused space shot, and later this month I'm sitting down with Barry Hamilton, CEO of Red Canyon Software. That company has been involved in numerous robotic and human missions and is based in Colorado. Now I've got two pieces of news and some history. The first is the next Falcon 9 launch is now scheduled for March 6th. I'm linking to the Space Flight Now launch schedule in the show notes for a full rundown of upcoming launches. The second piece of news I've got for today has been widely reported, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it here. The launch of the James Webb Space Telescope has been delayed, yet again, due to new integration and testing issues. The latest delay pushes the launch back at least five months, with further delays likely. I'm linking to the Government Accountability Office report in the show notes, so if you'd like to check out the entirety of the 31-page report, it's there. An independent review of the James Webb Space Telescope is scheduled to be conducted in early 2018 to see if the 2019 launch can still be met. Now, for some space history. Pioneer 10 set many firsts for a spacecraft after its launch on March 2, 1972. In episodes 30, 62, and 203, I shared some of the milestones with you, but for those of you that are new to the podcast, here's some of the details of this incredible spacecraft. It was the first robotic mission to pass through the asteroid belt and later flew by Jupiter in December of 1973. It was the first spacecraft to encounter this massive planet. Pioneer 10 was launched on a trajectory that is sending it outside of our solar system, the first spacecraft to be sent on an escape trajectory. It also carries a gold plaque that describes where it came from and who built it. It has simple figures representing humanoids and a pattern showing the relative position of our sun to pulsars and the center of our galaxy, as well as a simple map of our solar system. The last communication with this venerable spacecraft took place in 2003 after its radioisotope thermoelectric generators decayed to a point where they could no longer generate enough power to operate the spacecraft's transmitter. Now for the last piece of history for today's episode, I've got some shuttle history. Endeavour launched on March 2, 1995 on a 16-day, 15-hour-long mission, the third-longest flight of the entire shuttle program. Seven astronauts were on board Endeavour along with instruments to study the ultraviolet spectrum of astronomical targets. Astro 2 was a space lab mission specifically designed to conduct observations in the ultraviolet region of the electromagnetic spectrum. 
astronauts selected from a list of different astronomical objects, which ranged, quote, from some inside the solar system to individual stars, nebula, supernova remnants, galaxies, and active extragalactic objects. In addition to the astronomy objectives for this flight, and as with numerous other shuttle missions, there were also protein growth experiments that were conducted on the middeck. You've probably heard me mention protein crystal growth before, and it's not some arcane technobabble from Star Trek The Next Generation or Voyager. I'm linking to a NASA article that explains this process in greater detail, but here's a quick primer. Quote, Space is an excellent environment to study complex, three-dimensional proteins because gravity and convective forces do not get in the way of crystal formation, which allows the creation of larger and more perfect crystals. With large crystals, scientists on the ground can use X-ray crystallography to determine how the protein is organized. Determining protein structures helps researchers design new drugs. So, the next time we talk about a shuttle mission that's involved with protein crystal growth, you'll know what it's all about. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends, tag one of them, and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure that the Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcast Store. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search the Space Shot or click the link in the show notes and you'll find me. Tomorrow, STEM every day. I'm John Molnix and I'll catch you on the flip side.